Greetings from the Long Island Sound podcast. Welcome to the show. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. And call our listener line and leave a message for our guests. Dial 631-800-3579. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Long Island Sound Podcast, where we explore the muse and the music from the North Shore to the South Shore, from New York City to the Hamptons, navigating the wellspring of original music from singer-songwriters and musicians from Long Island, New York. Hi, I'm Steve Yusko from GigDestiny.com. Stay tuned as we explore the Long Island Sound. Today's guests are a husband and wife duo who sow the seeds of joyful music interaction for our children all around Long Island. We'll explore their original music, which is fun for the child of any age. Parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles will discover new ways to offer the gift of music for their loved ones. Come, open the door to creativity and a grand future of music appreciation. The journey's about to begin. When I was preparing for today's episode, my mind harkened back to how I met today's guest. And I thought about the influence good people have on our children and how their generosity of spirit gets paid forward. My daughter Faith was fortunate enough to have Lena as her youth group leader in our local parish. And now I see a mother and wife who continues to enrich the lives of each student she encounters with her music many times alongside her husband, Brian. Over the past decade, Lena has taken deep dive into the world of family music, and the Long Island sound is richer for it. As a singer-songwriter, she has brought smiles on many children's faces, the happy clam band, and continues to spread the good news through her musical endeavors. There is much to discover in this episode as I welcome Lena Perino-Smith and her husband, Brian Smith, Welcome, Lena and Brian. Good to see you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to see you too, Steve. Yeah. So it's really interesting to me is uh, the diversity I, I try to find. And in looking at your bio, Lena and, and Brian, your, your guys' background, I, I, I'm very sincere when I say uh, it's the teachers who teach music early on and teach the love of music to children that uh, brings forth, uh, musicians, uh, in our world. So what you do is very honorable and it's fun and it's goofy. And I think, I think it's just, I think it's, it's great. And I always, you know, we always think back to, you know, uh, what influenced musicians to say, Hey, I can do this, or I want to do this. And I'm curious, um, let Lena, let's start with you as, as far as, you know, did you pick up an instrument early, late? Would you come from a musical family? Give us some kind of background on how you came to be Lena. Uh, sure. Um, well, I grew up in a musical household, meaning my dad played the piano. He plays like ragtime piano and like really old songs, mostly like Fascination or or Chopin, like that type of music. And um, it was so it was just that was always on the background. Like, you know, even if the TV was on, he was playing the piano where we were doing the dishes. He's, he, it was just kind of always background music, him going at it. And then, um, and then I just really fell in love with all musicals. Like I watched sound of music and I would coerce 
some of my willing brothers into doing shows. <laughs> <laughs> and then there, there was the unwilling brother who, you know, yeah, the guy, eyes. the guy who didn't want to wear the wig. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. And he, and he didn't, <laughs> and that was okay. It's funny when you mentioned the sound of music uh, and I know you do work, uh, I don't know, is it uh, the sisters, Dominican sisters that you, you do I, work for, right? I do. I'm the communicate co-communications director at, uh, for the sisters of St. Dominic of Amityville. Okay. So that's on the old, Queen of the Rosary Academy campus, correct? Yes. Okay. So I'll tell you just a quick story. Even though this is about you, it's really about me. You're just here for, for fun. <laughs> oh, we're, right? we're just active listeners. I'll never forget. So the first time I saw The Sound of Music was at the Queen of Rosary Academy. And those who don't know, it was an all-girls school. And they pulled off The Sound of Music with all girls. And it was unbelievable in <laughs> fact i mean i was like six years old and my sister said yeah th those are all girls up there i was like oh my god that, that's amazing <laughs> I, it, what a great musical and it's still it's still uh, a lot of people love 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 that musical and the story behind it so that's it, it's an interesting tie-in all right we're gonna we're gonna jump to brian now because we're done with you lena okay <laughs> thanks for, for now so just stand by <laughs> brian tell far. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> lena come back <laughs> Goodbye. I'm leaving. <laughs> so, Brian, tell me about about the influence of music. You know, in, in instruments you may have picked up and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, I actually started playing drums in middle school, elementary school actually, and then into middle school, um, and like in concert band and marching band and stuff like that. And um, I got into I started playing piano when I was about 16. Okay. Um, and, uh, I, a friend of mine had a little Casio SK one keyboard. It was the one that like you could speak into and you could like hit a, a, a note for, for your voice and it would change the pitch and like, hello, 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 hello. I just kind of like go up the keyboard. Like I really wanted that keyboard and I also wanted a drum set. Um, so I, I didn't get that. I got a big keyboard with little drum pads on it because there was a volume control. And, uh, so I did not get the drum set that I wanted, but I had this, uh, full, you know, full size keyboard at, that came with a couple of lessons and, um, and I, I took the lessons and I, I ended up loving it and it became a huge, uh, thing in my life from that point, just kind of like going to, um, the, the music wing of my, of my high school and spending my lunch period, just kind of like learning how to play and spending time with the jazz band teacher and, and all sorts of stuff. Wow. So um, where, where, where was high school? Where'd you guys grow up? I'm from Port Jefferson Station, so my high school okay. is Comsawag. And I'm from uh, Huntington, so I grew up going to Walt Whitman High School. Uh, very good. All right, so this is a true Long Island couple, which is yes. great. Now, if I recall, you guys met through music, basically, right, or through theater? Yep. Yes, so, we did. So, um, Lena, was it love at first sight, or it really took a while to get used to him? How did it go? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pay attention to me at first at all. <laughs> I noticed him because I mean, he was Captain Hook in a production of Peter Pan and he wore tights and he had very nice calves. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And yeah. um, let's, but, let's, let's keep it PG. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like the nanny and the second Indian from the left and the pirate. And so. And she he, was my pirate wench. And I was. Nice. Yes. We, we pirate waltzed. Yes. And then magical. I was I was hooked, and then I think when hey. we oh hey. hey bad puns <laughs> er are <laughs> you kidding me? Um, and so yeah, and so I think that's that's when I felt like we connected. We we had a dance scene together. 
And I noticed his hands were trembling. So I was like, uh-huh. wow, he must really just love me. <laughs> or he doesn't know how to be around a woman. <laughs> or he's a terrible dancer and he was freaking about the dance moves. I, I think it's all of the above in some way. But mo- but mostly my love. For was you. it in local theater or was it, you know, in college or, or where, where set the set the stage for me, so to speak? This was at this was in East Islip at Bayway Arts Center. It was a Broad Hollow Theater Company oh, show. Okay. It was a children's theater that they were they were doing, and uh, um, yeah, yeah. So um, we we were in. It was like a double run. So it was there, and then it moved to Beth Page to their to their Beth Page location. Funny thing is, it's uh, it was an elementary school, North Edge Elementary School, and they have now converted it to Plain Edge Middle School, which is where I've spent the last twenty four years of my life working. Um, so I'm oh, still wow. I'm still there in that in that magical place and, where we and that was had our the first place, show. That was the place where he asked me out for the first time. So all of the like, there's so much energy in that building. So yeah. so so early in early in your marriage, and you have kids, yeah, and. Um, Two beautiful kids. We have Jonah and Claire. All right, we'll get. We'll make a plug for them, Jonah and Claire, <laughs> who are being very quiet, by the way, as we as we do this podcast. So uh, I'll have to send some ice cream coupons or something. Uh, well, we'll see how it goes. Anything? We'll see can, how it goes. Yeah. Still still anything can change, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Don't still get your early. Hopes up. Still early in the podcast. So what what kind of caught my eye was. Um, you know, the family music thing. That's the first time I really kind of heard that term. So maybe you can tell me about your influences because I, I think you cited a couple of them in your bio um, about the genre. Yeah, sure. Well, I think us doing children's theater in general was a huge influence. Um, I've always been enamored with children's theater and I've always had a soft spot for it. Um, but that was part of the beginning of our story. We did Peter Pan, we did Aladdin. We did a production of Sleeping Beauty at the Cultural Arts Playhouse. Um, Our friend Carl Ferraro uh, wrote a show about St. Nicholas, and we were in that together. So there was just a lot of of kids' music through that. But then when my son was born, I started listening. A friend introduced me to Lori Berkner, and if you've not listen to Lori Berkner. You should listen to Lori Berkner. Every parent should listen to Lori Berkner. Um, her music is just very clever and her voice, voice is awesome and folksy. And it's just, it's a type of music that's not just for children. It's about a family experience of like cultivating joy. So it's not, it's not the usual children's music that you think of like the wheels on the bus go round and round that Parents that's, my, to... that's my favorite, so don't it's disparage so that song. It's a yeah. classic. Don't <laughs> get a, get a there, is, there is a place for that song. So so for those parents that are listening, uh, what we'll do is we'll actually have little chapters marked out with links. So if you're on your phone listening to this podcast, you can jump right to the information and, and get exposed to that. So I thank you for that. That's that's really neat. What I find so interesting in my own little experience with, with theater is is it just really gives everybody a chance to kind of step up and and play a part you know there are no small parts and it it really what i found and i i'll, I'll, I'll talk i won't mention my nephew's name brian um <laughs> brian it was really great in theater uh, yeah nickname brian yeah his right. pseudo name but uh you know you meet him and he was a very introverted yet when when he hit the stage it was like holy 
cow that there's brian doing doing an elvis you know it was just so freeing and so it just gave uh an uncle a different perspective on you know one of our relatives and and it was really eye-opening and and uh and joyful, you know, it's just, just, this, it must be a lot of joy in your life when you, when you do these things, you know, uh, and frustration, I would assume, you know, it must be oh, yes. like, there are, there are many layers. It's just like trying to corral cats or something like that, you know, but uh, do you have, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I was going to just jump on that. It is extremely joyful. And I think that's, we're basically joy makers. We do a lot of different programming. Um, one of them is going into the libraries with like families. And that's why it's, it's like family music. And um, it's all about interactivity. It's all about just getting them laughing and playing together. And uh, the songs are musical games or just funny stories or just silly movement songs. But it's just, it's really amazing to see families interacting because when you're playing a part, you forget yourself and you forget what you were mad about 10 minutes before you arrived at the library. Mm -hmm, <laughs> and um, it's just, it's just nice. We, they just kind of step outside of themselves into the different roles that we create through music. I think about the impact of, of social media and screens on, on our, on our children, you know, the, um, the new pacifier, uh, you know, that they start with at, at an extremely young age. And I think that uh, musical theater and, and children's and family music is just a great way to put that screen down and get that interaction and, and open up uh, people to a different sense of joy where there's participation, uh, you know, not passive, uh, you know, screen time. So there I get on the on the lecture circuit here Aaron, <laughs> and, and tell parents to uh, get your kids, uh, you know, get your kids involved in theater, you know, and, and don't think your kids uh, don't have the aptitude for it, because I think they might surprise you. And I'm I'm sure you've seen that as well in, in your lives. Oh, it's oh. absolutely true. We the just the other day, um, our our son was uh, they were doing a play in class. And, uh, for, you know, like you don't hear your kids say every day, like, I'm really excited about going to school. <laughs> and, and he said that we were like, that's awesome. And it's cause he was participating in this play. He was in it. He was also doing sound effects and he's become a bit of a techie and he like, he, he like recorded it and he's edited it back and throw, put sound effects like overlaid after the fact and things like that into it and created a whole thing out of it. But he was really like psyched about it. And it's, it's, a, it's really about that play that they did. It's really cool. Yeah. So it's not, not only. Um, having the ability to sing or learn how to sing or the ability to be exposed to uh, instruments or, or, or singing with others in a choral group or, and I was, I was horrible. I hated trying to, I could sing a little bit and I can act a little bit, but man, if you throw some dance moves on the stage, we get it. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm like three left feet, you know, it was just like, uh, I found that so difficult, but um what I guess the point that I'm trying to make is, uh, and like you said with your son, now you have this ability where he can take his technical side of himself and and really feel and really contribute mm -hmm. to to the end product that comes out there. And I think there's, I think there's a great energy. And I and, and I, when I talk to musicians who play live in the the pubs and the bars and and when they have a, like a big gig coming up, you know, that's something they see the child come out and that's something that they're really mm -hmm. striving for and it raises the bar and bringing your art up and and you want to be your best obviously with that question i have for you guys is um any other family members uh siblings uh you know 
following your footsteps as far as music goes? Or Lena, was it was it like just dad who was the piano player and, and you picked up on that? Or what were I, some of your other influences? Uh, well, actually, two of my brothers, uh, my two younger brothers, they're extremely musical. My brother, Anthony Panino, he uh, is an amazing vocalist and guitar player. And he, he you know, plays out in gigs and restaurants. Um, and he's, he's just fantastic. I could listen to him play all day. And my nice. brother, John, also sings and plays the guitar. And Anthony plays the piano as well. And, and John plays a little piano. So everyone really ended up being quite musical, although they stopped letting me pull them into musical productions. <laughs> right. Not like true. Anthony's going to be playing with us. Oh, yeah. He'll be in the band. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, our, one of our upcoming gigs, actually. Yeah, he is going to be playing. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to throw this out at you. I'm going to put you on the spot here. All right, which brother would make the better guest on the Long Island Sound podcast? I'm not answering that. <laughs> Why are you starting both trouble? Of be- both be- of them. They're both equally wonderful. That, that's how we pull in the audience. We create a little controversy <laughs> along the way. In fact, when when I when you guys agreed and you were spouses, I'm like, ooh, the maniacal self thinks, ooh, how can I get this really kind of juicy and moving here? You know, no, I'm not going to do that. It's messed up. <laughs> it's just messed up. How about you, Brian? My dad is a guitarist and, uh, you know, we, we, there was always music in the house and he was so happy that I, that I, you know, when I started playing on, on the keyboard and there's an organ sound on it and there's a big Santana guy and just classic rock stuff. So it was just, it was really fun to be able to, you know, we would jam together and it was a, a, a whole new thing that, um, I, I think he had wanted to teach me how to play guitar, like probably a for many years, but I just never latched onto it. So this was a whole mm-hmm. new thing. And we could actually, you know, complement each other with this. And uh, so he got me really into blues and classic rock and stuff like that. And Creedence Clearwater Revival. Nice. Um, there's always music playing in the household. I mean, like we were the CBS FM was like constantly going and li- listening to oldies and doo-wop stuff. And Cousin um, Brucey. Cousin Brucey. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. It's, it's neat when you, you come from that, you know, a fertile field. And and yet I've, I've met musical people who um, I would say it was a sparse uh, musical, uh, you know, like in my family, we played the radio and, and we mm-hmm. did really well at that, you know, <laughs> but but they love music and, and, and parties and stuff like that. And, and, you know, it was also it had this joyous occasion to it, music, uh, at least in my family. So, um, hey, listen, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about. Uh, the song that um, you're going to play for us and uh, get some background. So, hey, everybody, stick with us. We're with Brian and Lena, and uh, there's a lot more to discover here. Stay tuned. You're never too old or young to love toys. Argyle Toys in Babylon Village has toys for kids of all ages. You'll find a great variety, including wooden toys, crafting kits, board games, the latest fidgets, and more. Plus, a dedicated sensory section, perfect for every child's playing needs. Check out Argyle Toys at 10 Grove Place in Babylon Village or at argyletoys.com. Hey, we're back, everybody, with Alina and Brian. And Lena, tell us about the song you guys are about to do uh, live for us and some background on it. Sure. This song is called My Butterfly. And it's from our upcoming family musical that's also called My Butterfly that's going to, this is the second run of it, of the show. It We had done it uh, before COVID and then COVID hit. And uh, now they're bringing it back to the theater. 
And um, basically, it's a musical about elves and fairies and also the relationship between an elf and this um, caterpillar that becomes a butterfly. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Now, now, now I remember, or I did see a picture on Facebook with a monarch butterfly on your forehead, if I recall. That is true. We do a lot of research. My background is journalism. So before we jump into any writing, any musical, uh, we do a lot of research. So I planted milkweed all over my yard, which is the host plant to the monarch butterflies. And, um, we basically raised the caterpillars because they have a lot of predators. So we kind of had these screened in butterfly houses. And so we would gather the caterpillars and feed them milkweed in a screened in place where the wasps couldn't get them or the parasitic flies. Yeah. They have a, a lot of things that want to eat them. And um, that was one that wasn't quite done when it, when it, when it hatches from the chrysalis, its wings have to dry and so I was about to release it, but I realized its wings weren't really dry. So he was just kind of crawling all over me and he, he crawled onto my head and the picture was taken. And, you know, it was the happiest moment of my life. I'm like, there's a butterfly on my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're definitely going to add that image to this chapter. So um, cool. take it away. Okay, this is my butterfly, which will be seen in at the Long Island Children's Museum in May 2022 and June 2022. And where where's the Children's Museum? It's in Garden City. Thank you. I remember when you were this big, crawling along reaching for my finger then you were spinning you spun now it's done this chrysalis when will you fly 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 my butterfly in the Thank you. 
Okay, we are back with Lena and Brian. Great song. I really appreciate you guys uh, going out on a limb. So tell me, you know, Lena, did, did you guys write that together? How did the song uh, germinate? Uh, the song first, uh, it, 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 it was inspired because uh, Sweetbriar Nature Center, which is one of our favorite places on earth in Smithtown, they help rehabilitate wild animals. They had a butterfly festival that we were invited to perform in. And so usually when places invite us, uh, places, I just have to write a song for them. Oh, nice. And so that was, that was one, uh, that was the song that we wrote for them. And it's really cute. There's like movements and the, the kids can kind of like hatch out of their egg and later hatch out <laughs> of their chrysalis and they, they can fly around with like wings. Um, but then uh, when we were talking about, we had already done two musicals at the Long Island Children's Museum, actually more than that, but we did Happy as Clams, The Princess Frog, and I, and we were thinking about what our next project would be, and we just started playing My Butterfly, and I was like, you know what, I could sing that song all day. Right. And then I thought, you know what, it would be really great to do an advocacy piece for the monarch butterfly, and uh, kind of like write a whole story around it, and have that that song kind of be the center, the central like ballad for it. Nice. And, and nice. so, uh, and, but, but when we write, I write the lyrics and melody and then Brian arranges it gorgeously. Great. And, so you and do make a very good, you make a very good team. So tell us about the happy, the happy clam band. Very appropriate for Long Island, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did that come about? And, uh, is it a group that continues? Was it a, a one-off or tell that, me about well, it? It's funny, the Happy Clam Band, um, I was just talking about this with a friend today. Today we had the script reading for My Butterfly at the Long Island Children's Museum, and one of the actors that's in it actually was there for the birth of the Happy Clam Band, although we didn't even know it yet. Um, after ten, my my son was, ago? it was like 10 years, ten ago? years ago, maybe. Wow. wow. And we had our very first gig. It was me, Brian. And uh, Ed Cress was there as Hugh Stinkfoot, I think. As a special guest star. As a special guest star, <laughs> and um, they invited us to 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 kind of like how do you even describe it? The Christmas Carol was going on at White Post Farms, okay, in in December, and they wanted another act to go along with it. And so we did it, but we weren't really seasonally appropriate, but we were like some clam show. It was a companion and, piece that had nothing to do at all with what was going on. Nothing. But the, the kids loved it. <laughs> we're singing about crabs. Care? Yeah, they didn't care, right? <laughs> Fine. Yeah, so, so we really like, even before the album had come out, we started testing the songs and it was, it was ridiculous. It was like they were, they were witnessing Christmas Carol and it was snowing. Like in, in the theater, and then uh, we'd come on and we'd tell them to shake the crab off <laughs> various <laughs> body parts. We're like, shake the crab off your fingers. <laughs> and then we have a song about Hugh Stinkfoot, the stinkiest pirate in the world, and all the kids get to row the boat and clean the decks. And this sounds like yeah. a good. This sounds like it could be a party songs for an adult game. I mean, it's just you know, <laughs> I'm not going to go to shake the crabs off, but. Um... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, a lot. A lot of our songs are like that. They're like that was rough. another meeting. Lena's writing like, is no. double edged from time to time. Oh yes, I know. I, I, a critic actually accused me—not accused me, but actually complimented me and said, "Oh, we know what you're really talking about." I'm like, "No, what am I really talking about?" That's that's where the use of puns comes in really handy in mm-hmm. in, in music and and 
I tell you, if you can entertain the adults and the kids at the same time, man, that's kind of beautiful, you know, when you think about it. It is. I hear that your daughter Faith is an expert on puns, by the way. She is. She is a pun champion. And uh, I, I will put in a plug for a good friend, Fred Firestone. Who does? Who invented the Punderdome card game? Uh, yeah, and wow. uh, and uh, he started back up again uh, after COVID in Littlefield. Uh, it's a little place in um, Brooklyn, not far from Metro Tech, and they do a pun off, a pun championship. And let me tell you, I I, I did it uh, just as an offshoot. I did it once with Faith. I've never been more frightened in my life. <laughs> It sounds petrifying. It sounds terrifying. Basically what they do is they give you, uh, they throw a, a subject at you and you have two minutes to write down everything you can think of. And then each person is given a few minutes to engage the audience with every pun that they write down on a whiteboard uh, and go through oh it. God. And uh, I had, I had popular children's names and I got stuck on the word popular thinking I'm a 58-year-old guy at the time. I have no idea what's po- what a popular kid's name is. But I, I got through a minute and a half. And, and uh, But, yeah, she's, she's a punch. She's, she's wired that way. I mean, just like, you know, you guys are wired. You know, you think musically. And uh, sometimes it, the muse comes to you quickly. It's interesting that, you know, when you have a project, I think that's great that, you know, you strive for, well, I got to write something for that. And oh yeah it, it's 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 a good motivator so i'm not yeah i'm not happy unless i have a project if i if i don't have a project then i'm unhappy and uh but we always luckily have lots of projects that we're working on like tonight i have to revise the script for my butterfly and i was just hired as a kind of a part-time preschool music teacher so i'm writing new music for that and nice. then uh we, we do children's liturgy of the word at our church so that gives us opportunities to come up with like you know, uh, gospel themed, uh, songs like every month. So we can, yeah. we keep busy. You had mentioned you have projects coming up. And so tell me about some of the upcoming events that you have going on. May and June, um, our musical, the my butterfly is going to be flying into the theater. <laughs> Where can our guests go and see that, that show? Uh, the Long Island Children's Museum, if they visit the website, you can buy tickets online. It's open for schools and families. Um, and then there's going to be a lot of shows. It's like all these different weekends in May. What would you say is your, your target age group for something like that? It would be like zero to probably fourth grade, I would say. Yeah. The show operates on a lot of different levels and it's very interactive. They're going to be getting like butterfly puppets that they get to fly during different songs and we have a song about popcorn and because it's because it's about elves and fairies the popcorn is huge and the kids <laughs> get to like catch the popcorn and pass the popcorn around the theater and uh there's just a lot a, little, a lot of interactivity we might we try to make it so the kids are the star so they feel included in the stories right right so it's it's really fun for everybody and, and moms and dads too well, what's interesting about that is is the influence it can have or the impact on on the child as far as being an audience. You know, the audience always participates if you think of any live presentation to certain degrees. So you're really kind of pushing the envelope for that. And how many musicians do you know that say, yeah, I feed off the audience of of their interaction and their enthusiasm and, and uh, 
and their joy. You know, uh, there's there's a certain spirit and magic to that that is uh, is is why I love uh, why I'm so curious about you guys. You know, <laughs> how you got to that point to to be able to uh, hone your craft and then execute it and and play it and can and continue to do it you know it's you just you guys have an interesting niche and uh you know i wish there were there were more people like you you know going out there and doing it because uh you know and and i'll I'll go on the other side of it how many how many uh schools especially you know during covid you know have sacrificed the arts you know uh for for budget reasons which is is you know horrible yeah it's it's just it's just horrible, but um, uh, I'll tell you a quick story about Faith. You know, I was the I was the cello Nazi with with my daughter Faith. So you know, when she was in middle school, she had to sign the contract and and the whole nine yards. And and uh, uh, she got to know music. She got to hate the cello. Uh, <laughs> eventually, uh, picked up the guitar. But also, I was thinking about you know, she was involved with the 4-H camp out in Baiting Hollow. Uh, and both Debbie, my wife, Debbie and her were out there. Uh, Debbie um, worked there a couple of summers and they bring more camp songs back to their lives. And they could all of a sudden they'll start singing like this dopey camp song. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys, <laughs> you remember this stuff. But it really sticks with you. You know, yeah. it, it really does. And you could uh, you could take, a, a, I would think, a group of rascal kids and, and you know, kind of corral them together to have fun. It's. It's so true. Songs are fun in and of themselves, but if you are singing them in a really fun setting and around people that you really love and make you feel good, they almost become little capsules of that emotion that you're feeling. So like, you're not just singing that song, you're reliving the memory and those feelings that you had like at camp or, you know, or if it's during the musical or like of our show, or I think, you know, like, I don't like songs aren't just songs. They're just, they're little, they, treasure boxes and you get to fill put things in them yeah and you know what many times we get to say the things in song that we might not have the courage to say or, or uh especially at least at least for me i i could say something in in prose uh just as a release to get it out of out of my noggin uh but also be able to express myself and uh uh you know people may never hear it but 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 it's this this there's there's a joy to uh getting it out on paper and 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 you know tying to that emotion and being able to express yourself because not everybody can express themselves well or or what they want to do but it can be memorialized in in song so that um, is true boy i'm getting deep i always get deep in these things i just know it's true i can't help it it's just a curse No, it's it's so funny. It reminds me of the the next song we're going to perform is is called Lost Sock. But it was actually written at a time in my life where I was feeling kind of isolated. And so so, of course, for me, it comes out in a very goofy way. But it's kind of like just about being a new mom and feeling overwhelmed and calling out for help. (laughs) All right. So that is a very good cue to take a short break right now. And when we come back, we're going to, I won't sing it, but they'll sing lost, lost sock. Correct. All right. We'll be right back. Are you a singer songwriter who wants to take your music to the next level and you need some professional musicians and really that expertise to help you along? Well, check out melts in your ears studio. It's Mike Nugent's studio. If you like what you've heard here today, 
Mike's the guy who can make the connections, put the tracks together, and give you a quality product. Check it out. Sponsor Fred Firestone's Punderdome. Ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts. You are about to experience New York's most puntastic competition, the Punderdome, where New York City's best punsters compete for your adulation as expressed through the human clapometer and the right to be crowned champions and take home unique as seen only on TV appliances. The Punderdome is the wild and crazy monthly pun competition based on the Punderdome card game. The show has been part of New York's comedy landscape since 2011. The next New York City show is May 4th at Littlefields in Brooklyn. Additional shows June 8th and August 3rd. Do you dare experience the dome? Be there. We are back uh, with Lena and Brian. Let's talk about some of the projects you have in the distant future and, and the germ of the idea uh, and where you're going to go with that. So it sounds uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the one that we are um, currently 
excited about and that uh, we hope that there's future growth on it. Um, before COVID and most recently this year, we, we wrote an original Christmas play for our church and it's called St. Francis and the First Christmas Play. And it's, it's basically like a 40 minute play and a musical that the little kids can perform and sing their little hearts out. Um, and it, it tells the story of how St. Francis is really responsible for all of our beloved Christmas traditions, like the creche and, and, and Christmas, Christmas plays themselves. And we're very excited about that. And the, in the year 2023, it will be the 800th anniversary of the first kind of dramatization of, uh, of telling the Christmas story, which St. Francis did on a mountainside in Italy in a town called Greccio. And hmm. so, yeah, so we're really excited about that. I'm, I'm really hoping that that play goes places because I, it would really make my day and I would feel like I would be doing a good service for the world if um, everybody, like every church and every denomination around the country just really celebrated the tradition of the Christmas play in that year. I think that would be really meaningful. Cool. And uh, certainly I am a fan of both Pope Francis and St. Francis. I think he uh, he brings uh, a great message of where the world needs to be, particularly getting away from consumerism and other things and and, and making uh, things a little more simple in life as, as we go forward. Um, yeah, that, that's great. So that's going to be in, in the distance. So that means you have as that germ starts to grow. You're going to have to come back for a second podcast so we can kind of explore that a bit and, and get that out in the world. I'm, what I'm really excited about this podcast is really um, this is one of the first episodes where we're speaking to um, moms and dads with little kids, really, and and uh, giving them the opportunity to say, hey, you know, there's this fun stuff out there um, that you're going to you can enjoy with your kids. Um, uh, and I, I think that's key, you know. Um, and remind me, there's, I have a good friend who has a, a, a children's toy shop here in Babylon called Argyle Toys. So, uh, you know, as far as posters, and I'm sure she'll she'll want to uh, advertise whatever you're doing with the kids uh, out there. Um, so, uh, Teresa Stryker. So, Teresa, I plugged you. So now you you owe me. <laughs> this is great. It's it's I'm I'm so dualistic because I believe in that so much. The quid pro quo. Uh, it's the, it's, it's the best, you know, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. So, <laughs> so tell, so tell us about, about the song we're going to hear, how it came about and, and, uh, and we'll, we'll listen to it. Would you give us a little rundown on it? Sure. Uh, um, this is from our album called happy as clams and the title, it was before we were the happy clam band. Okay. So it's called songs by Lena. If you want to look it up, it's songs by Lena L E N A. Um, and were you married at the time when you came up with the songs by Lena? I, I was, um, because oh, Brian, Brian was hesitant about joining the band. <laughs> I knew I'd get some controversy into this episode somehow. <laughs> Here we go. I can't believe you shunned your husband and you just kind of t- songs by Lena. Yeah, and he, Brian helped. He was so confused. And that's the joke. Brian's the helper. <laughs> Brian is the helper. It's fine. Well, not even at first. At first, he's like, 
because I, I can't play like the guitar or anything, but all day I would just like, he'd, he'd be at work and I'd, I was a stay at home mom and he'd be like, what did you do all day? I'm like, I made up this song and the, there was a pile of dishes and the laundry was everywhere. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, don't you like my music? And it was like a song about bed bugs. And he's like, what are you doing to me? I'm great. in my creative mode. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like I'm creating something. Yes. No, but he 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 of course got on the bandwagon, and uh, yeah. So, but but yeah. Anyway, so this is one of our actually most popular songs. Like it's an award-winning song. It won the Mid Atlantic Song Contest, like first place for um, children's category, and actually third place for overall. So it was competing against ad- adult music, and it won. So that was kind of interesting and everyone was surprised about that and um yeah and it's just it's a song about vowels and, but it's really a song about loving your child now i just have one question for you will this help me with wordle <laughs> Absolutely. actually well, it will yeah <laughs> i could use i could use some help because there was a word the other day and there were no vowels and then I remembered sometimes why. Sometimes why? Well, I guess you that just would have, have been to... helpful. You just listen to this song. I mean, how many wor- how many times do you start Wordle with a Y in the first word? You don't. You... Now I do. No, but I bet I bet you got it. Will you let us know? Like, what, how many tries did it take you to get that one? Because I think we all remember. I think him. I got. I finally got it on five. I didn't have to go to six with it. Nice. So is that the splendid? What, what does it say after you get it on five? I think I like, it's a, I think it's grande. Oh no, so that's Starbucks. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I know six is phew. That's my that favorite. A few times. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> give me the title, and we'll go listen to the song. It's called "I Love You," but it's you, like the letter U. Yeah, it's not H U E. Not. H-U-E, no, but, that's but... Hugh Stinkfoot, the stinky pirate. That's oh, oh, that's a different. Oh one. yes, we also yeah. have Hugh Stinkfoot, and we're like who, and we're like Hugh, who? It's not me. Hugh. It's not me. Stinkfoot. And and so we go. Listen up, everybody. I love you. I like all the vowels. So A and E, I and O. But what can I do? They're just not you. I love you. If I wanted to argue with an aardvark, I'd say, hey! But hey, it's just not you. If I were to eat earthworms in the evening, I'd say, hey! But A is still A! And E is just E. They're just not you. Whether I feel up or under, I never really have to wonder. I love you, and you loves me too. I love you. If I insisted on ice cream in an igloo, I'd say, but I is just not you. If I were to spot octopi in the ocean, I'd say, oh, whoa, but A is just A, E is still E, I is just I, 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 O is still, oh, whoa, they're just not you, they're just not you. 
whether I feel up or under, I never really have to wonder. I love you, and you loves me too. I love you. I like all the vowels, so A and E, I and O. But what can I do? They're just not you. I love you, I really love you, I need you, I really want you, I love you. And I must admit, I also love why. Sometimes. And we're back, everyone. That was a really great song. I really appreciate it. bring this to the table it's really kind of cool so uh hey guys you know what uh i really want to thank you uh for your time for what you do uh for the little seedlings that you put out there with your music it's just uh it's really wonderful and uh i'd love to have you guys i'd love to have you guys back on as as the uh the christmas thing starts to really germinate and and we can we can talk about that and explore some other things there's just so much uh, I don't know. There's so much that, that, that you guys do that I really want to find out more about, but we're just kind of limited on time. So, um, Aww, thanks. We'd love to come back. Sure. Absolutely. Great. Th- thanks for being with us. And as they say, we can, uh, account for, uh, what we own and what's in our banks. We can never account for the time we have left. So when you guys gave me your time tonight, it's, it's really precious and I appreciate it. We feel the same way. Thank you. Absolutely. Steve. Thank you, uh, Steve. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Till next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. We really love to hear from you. And call our listener line at 631-800-3579. Again, thanks so much. Be well.